Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Well, that other guy told me I could get started here, so let's do it, even though I'm the one running the controls. I'm Joel Breezeke, the Breeze Man, and Mike the Cap Gabbler is um, sitting, well, I don't know if you're sitting or standing, but about three point, I forget what it was, something miles away from me. No big secret, we're doing this podcast uh, on the internet. We're not like face-to-face with each other. You know, and that's, but we're having a discussion and you get to be invited to be listening in on this. And we've been doing this, my goodness, man, for almost 19 years. And so um, here we go. The stuff we've been talking about, Cap, this is, I just love this stuff. You know, we're talking about the gospel. We're talking about the gospel of grace. And we're talking about some struggles that the people of the uh, early church had in an understanding that this gospel was for everybody. Uh, something you brought up last week. There's there's not two gospels. A lot of people, there are some people even today think that there are two gospels. One gospel for the Jews and a different gospel for the Gentiles. And the gospel for the Jews in their mind is, well, it's the gospel, grace through faith, but also with the law for the Jewish people. And in my mind, that's not gospel. That's not good news. Because as we see in Paul's letters, the law is the ministry of death and it's the ministry of condemnation. It's the ministry of bondage. Uh, You can read all about all of this in Paul's letters. You know, the law was good, just, holy, but the reason why it's bondage and death and condemnation is because it only accused and it only made people guilty. That's all it can do. If you've got a good, perfect, and holy law, all it can do with people who are not good, perfect, and and just, you know, in their works and in the things that they do, all it can do is condemn, bring bondage and death, you know, condemnation and guilt, all of those things. And so any gospel, so-called gospel, that would include the law, that's what Paul called in the book of Galatians another gospel, or a different gospel, which is not another. It really isn't another gospel. It's not good news. And so the gospel, the good news, is that salvation, you know, justification, righteousness, all comes to us as God's gift by his grace through faith, apart from any of our works. So we, we as we do this podcast, and among you know people who understand the grace of God, we take that for granted. It's, yeah, duh, but... There are a lot of people today, and there were a lot of people in those early days and years and decades of the church who did not get that. And we're talking especially the last few weeks about the Jewish community of believers in those early times who thought that the law was still in effect. Yes, we have Jesus now, and we have this thing called faith, but we also have to have the works of the law added in there. And so we've been kind of going through uh, some things in Acts We went through Acts 10 and 11. We'll talk some more in Acts about how um, there was a struggle in those early days 
uh, to uh, ex- for the Jewish people to accept that the Gentiles had been included in the one gospel. And so we'll continue on with that this week. Yeah, kind of picking up where we where we left off. Uh, we'll try to just kind of skim through maybe Acts thirteen here um, because <clears throat> Paul becomes uh, more center stage here, I guess, in the book of Acts when him and Barnabas are in the Antioch region. And uh, they were with some other people who some of them departed to go somewhere else. They did some sailing here. We've talked about this before. It's easy to skim over this stuff when we're reading the Bible. And that includes, you know, the traveling part of it, Uh, setting sail, going from one place to the other. Sometimes it didn't always happen real fast. And remember what we said last week, too, about Antioch. Barnabas and Paul spent like a year there as they hooked up together to, to share the gospel. And much of this would be involving the message of the gospel to Gentiles. Now, this was just a kind of a little crack in the ice, but the crack begins to widen in that way in, in Acts 13 and, and 14. So Barnabas and Paul, they, they go into the city in Antioch, and they go into a synagogue where the law was being read, as it usually was on the weekly Sabbath. And after the reading of the law, whatever they were reading, Somebody there, one of the rulers of the synagogue, asked if they had anything that they would like to share, which is interesting. I'm not sure why they asked that. Maybe they were heard about him. They were familiar with him. They knew they came to town. I don't know. But Paul began to basically share the gospel with people. And, of course, from our understanding, I mean, there were some Gentiles nearby. I'm not sure if they were allowed into the synagogue or if they had a place for outsiders that could hear what was going on just outside of the synagogue. But in any case, many of these Jews who were there to hear the reading of the law on the Sabbath were probably not saved people in many cases. Uh, they were just there to hear the law being read. But then they invited them back. So Paul shares some things, and the Gentiles got wind of it. Now, some of the Gentiles in this area, Joel, they had been getting the gospel message leaking through, shall we say. Uh, It was starting to flow down the pipeline, but it's sort of like the pipes were a little bit clogged or something. Well, Paul and Barnabas showed up and everything starts to break loose. You've heard the phrase, hell broke loose. Well, heaven was breaking loose (laughs) here. There you go. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so they start sharing. They come back the next Sabbath because they were invited. And because of what had happened the week before, it says in, in Acts 13, right around verse 44, I think the whole city gathered, the whole city gathered, I don't know how many that was, but they they gathered to hear the word of the Lord as was being spoken by Paul and Barnabas. But the Jews, when they saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy, began to contradict what was being spoken by Paul. Um, They were going against him. Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly, saying it was necessary that the word of God be spoken first to you, Jews. Since you thrust it aside and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, behold, we are going to turn to the Gentiles with this message. For the Lord, and he quotes Isaiah, for the Lord has commanded us, saying, and and this is what we mentioned last week, these prophetic things from the Old Covenant, the Old Testament writings, um, that we're looking forward to this day when the message of life would be sent to the Gentiles as well. Paul quotes them and says, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. That's from Isaiah. So now Paul shared those prophetic words, and, and they didn't like it. The unbelieving Jews expressing this, this overflow of, of jealousy, if you will. Basically, the city became divided, if, if you read in, in Acts 13. Some sided with Paul, some sided with 
the unbelieving Jews, and then you've got these Gentiles here who are, who are coming to faith in Christ. It's just an incredible um, story as, as we look through it, especially considering the things we've talked about for the past few weeks that led up to this, how Gentiles were sort of being ignored when it came to the message of the gospel, because those who were sharing the gospel didn't know at that time that uh, this was also meant for the Gentiles, the same as it was for the Jews. And so I want to get Joel back in here, but this is just some of the stuff that happened after Peter's vision, after Paul and Barnabas hooked up, got in these regions where there were Gentiles getting the gospel message preached to them. And it eventually got to the point in Acts 14, that's the chapter where we hear the story of Paul getting stoned. Who is he stoned by? No, not, not like that. Come on now. <laughs> he had rocks thrown at him. That's what I mean. And he was dragged out of the city. Who is he stoned by? He was stoned by law-believing Jews, not Jesus-believing Jews, not even a combo of that, but just people who thought that he was being blasphemous by implying that the law was no longer a factor in this way. So they dragged him out, thought he was dead. Uh, his friends gathered around him, and he just got up and went back in. <laughs> yeah, right. You can see how there was tension with that, of course, and then going going back to Acts 13 and verse 44, when they had, on the Sabbath, like you say, they had come, the whole city had come together to hear the word of God. And of course, in that context, they're talking about the law and the prophets being read. And when the Jews saw the multitudes full of envy, contradicting and blaspheming, all that, uh, they were opposed to the things that Paul was saying. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, and so now why do you have to be bold in, in a situation, well, you have to be bold because there are people opposing you. So you know there's a lot of tension there. You know that there are a lot of people who are against what you're saying. This gospel message, not not just the fact that it was grace by faith apart from the works of the law, but in this case, as we've been talking about, it's the fact that Gentiles were included in this too. How dare you, for one, take the law out of the equation, but what are you doing including these Gentiles? You know, that would have been in their in their minds. And so Paul and Barnabas had to be bold in saying it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first, but since you reject it. So Paul and Barnabas t telling these Jewish people, these unbelieving Jewish people, you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life. Since you do that, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. It goes back to you know, what we were talking about from Matthew 22, where Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven being like a, a wedding feast where uh, people were invited to the wedding feast, but they rejected the invitation. They said, no, we're, we're not coming. And so the man putting on the wedding feast said, well, I'm going to send my servants out then, and you can go out to the highways and byways, and you can uh, whoever whether it's people who are bad or people who are good, invite them, have them come on in. So the Jewish people rejected, not all of them, obviously, there were many Jews who, who had received the gospel and, and accepted it as, as truth, but there were many who rejected it. And in Paul's words, you judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life. And so we turn to the Gentiles. Now all along, this had been foretold. This was the plan. This was God's plan from the very beginning. 
it was always going to be for all people. For everybody who was ever born, they would, <laughs> you know, the gospel was for them. Everybody has the opportunity to be worthy of everlasting life, and that's by grace through faith, apart from works. But what we're bringing out here was that there was this struggle in those early days, and people were not really, really happy with Paul. <laughs> people were not happy with what he was saying. The Gentiles, like you had read in verse 48, now when the Gentiles heard this, the non-Jewish people who, you know, Paul talks about them in Ephesians 2 saying they were far off. They were without God and having no hope in this world. No God, They didn't have God. They didn't have hope. They didn't have any covenants. They weren't a people like the people of Israel were. They weren't God's people. They were just out there, far off, just n- n- no good dogs. But they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And that was, see, this was good news for them. And again, well, as we've talked about a lot on, on this podcast, it had nothing to do with the law. A- at the end of Romans 9, Paul even says that the Gentiles weren't even seeking righteousness. They weren't seeking to be justified. Gentiles, as far as Gentiles were concerned, they were just far off. No God, no nothing. And, and so they weren't even seeking any of this. But God said, guess what? This is for you. I am for you. I'm going to accept you, even though you're not seeking me, even though you don't have you know want anything to do with me. I am seeking after you. That's the good news. God sought after people who weren't even seeking after him. And he brought them into this gospel and, and into the good news and into everlasting life. And so this was good news for the Gentiles. But the, the Jews, who had always thought that they are the covenant people, you know, we're the ones who have the oracles of God. We're the ones who have the Holy Scriptures. We're the ones who have everything that, you know, God has to do with, everything that God has to do with people, it's, it's us. He doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the world. It's just us. And they were finding out but that's not true like they thought they were. And so this was good news for, for the Gentiles that um, they could now be included in this thing where they could have everlasting life just like any believing person, Jew or Gentile, could have. So some of these things that we bring out in Acts 10, 11, talking about 13 here, we'll move on to some other chapters too. It's just it, it just shows that struggle in those early days where so many people had a misunderstanding. And the same thing goes on today. So many people with a misunderstanding about, you know, the law and all that stuff. So that's one reason why we're talking about all this stuff. Yeah, we'll wrap up here, but I'm not sure we really landed on these two verses. So let me just mention them in case we uh, kind of skipped over them, because we're just kind of telling the overall story here, not going verse by verse, but Acts 13, 38 and 39, as Paul was preaching this message at the synagogue. And by the way, if we didn't make this clear, he, he is addressing Israelites here when he's sharing this message, it just kind of seeped out into the Gentiles as well. He's, he's letting them know, he's letting the Jews know that Gentiles are worthy of salvation as well. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man, you Jewish brethren, through this man Jesus, is preached to you the forgiveness of sins, and by him everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. When you see the law of Moses, when you see that phrase, just insert works if that helps you. (laughs) You could not be justified by works. 
uh, you can be justified through him, not only you, Jewish brothers, but everyone who believes. And and I think that's the kind of stuff that was really uh, stirring up the hornet's nest, if, if you will, and uh, would, would lead into, like I said, uh, Paul getting stoned in, in Acts 14, but he would end up getting back up. I think they, I think his friends were prepared to mourn him after he was dragged out into the city. Right. They presumed he was dead, and and he got up and and so again, as as we said earlier, with what happened with Peter and all of that, it was like there was a crack in the ice. The gospel began to seep through to the Gentiles, starting with Cornelius and his company, and then it began to explode and begin to spread a little bit more like wildfire in some of these other regions. And that would lead, Joel, uh, up to a place in Acts 15 where all of this would come to a head because sometimes after Paul and and his friends would, would share this message with both Jews and Gentiles, legalistic Jews who may have been believers but still believed the law was in place, they would come around and start telling Gentiles that they needed to apply at least certain aspects of the law in order for them to be justified. And and that brings everything to a head when Paul and other apostles, Barnabas and others, would decide to go to Jerusalem to make the trip there and meet with James and the Jerusalem Church Council and begin to address these things. And a contentious debate would happen there. And we're looking forward to talking more about that here on the Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.